Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself with better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, education, and empowerment. Today, we bring you another amazing episode with Dr. Donna Hamilton, who is going to be getting us right in the mindset of health and how to stay healthy and really how to get healthy. And this is really purely, truly, especially from a mindset standpoint, because if you've been following along, we've, we've talked about, we've had a series of episodes this month where we really wanted to focus on how our mindset plays such a huge factor in keeping us healthy. I, I started a month off with the self-reflection. Then we had Dr. Michelle Clay talk to us about stress and stress relief. Then we had Dr. Brad pretty much kind of knock it out the park, talking to us about how we don't have any more excuses and how we need to reach and actually attain our goals and get failure out the way. So that was definitely one of the highlights of this month. And we're going to end it with Dr. Donna Hamilton. And of course, uh, like always, I would like to you know do a little quick little bio so y'all know all these amazing people I have on here. She's a four-time best-selling author, speaker. She's a workplace well-being strategist and CEO of Manifest Excellence, which is a health promotion company that helps CEOs create happy, healthy, productive workplaces that make easier for people to actually do the jobs that they're hired to do, right? Which makes sense. She offers services to help driven professionals get unstuck and become unstoppable. Her consulting courses, coaching, trainings, and books use holistic and trauma-informed strategy to help their clients decrease stress, improve mindset, strengthen resilience, and increase productivity. So again, that that makes sense, right? It makes sense that I would kind of end this series with someone who kind of wraps everything we talked about for the month in, in like a bow, right? And for everyone who has been following along, who has been giving such amazing support, thank you for all you doing, you know, kind of keeping up with me. Like I said, this is National Minority Health Month, right? But again, when we talk about Minority Health Month, this is something that I want you to be talking about it in August, in November, back in June. Like I, I want this to be a 24-7 ordeal of making sure where our mindset is correct. Because again, your blood pressure isn't going to go down, right? If your mindset isn't there, your uh, cholesterol isn't going to go down, uh, your weight isn't going to go down, right? All these things, your, your stress, your anxiety, all these things aren't going to work unless we include the mindset aspect of it. So definitely thankful for having Dr. Donna on to kind of help educate us on just really staying healthy in general. And I think you guys are in for an amazing treat. And like always, if you have not had a chance, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Leave me a five-star review and tell a friend to tell a friend. Like that's the most amazing thing about you guys is that you actually are doing that, right? So we're getting more and more uh, viewership, more and more listeners to the show as, as we move on from week to week. So definitely thankful for all you guys' support. You guys have a great and blessed day. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, ebooks, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. 
All right, Lunch and Learn community, you heard another amazing introduction to a personal friend of mine, but a person who I've been following along for about three plus years now, some give or take. And when we've been talking about, you know, self-care, self-reflection, getting just getting in the right mental mindset to get healthy, right? I figured there was no way to really end this month without having this special guest on, right? So Dr. Donna, please, first of all, thank you for joining the Lunch and Learn community today. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for having this topic. It's one of my favorite topics. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Dr. Donna, I have, unfortunately, I got a lot of folks in my lunch learning community who love to like skip our intro. I don't know why they like, they like skipping the intro. I guess they don't like hearing the music and that's okay. Right. Because I always give my guests another opportunity to kind of say like who they are, maybe something that, you know, is not necessary in the bio, but just so a person who's just listening, maybe for the first time say, well, who is Dr. Donna? And why does Dr. Pierre love him so much? I get it because truth be told, I'm one of those people who tend to skip. I'm like, let's get it. And at the same time, context is everything. So hi, Lunch and Learn community and listeners. I am Dr. Donna. I started my career as a board certified community pediatrician and I transitioned into a workplace well-being strategist. So now I do two things. Through my company, Manifest Excellence, we help CEOs create happy, healthy, productive work families that make it easier for people to do the job that they've been hired to do. We offer courses, coaching, and consulting. We also have services direct to individuals. So some people say, that's great, but I need to do something outside of work. I also help super achievers who usually are kind of able to push through everything. We help them when they hit the wall. And so we help them create their own personal plan so that they can get back in their groove and start to function at their best in mind, body, spirit, and life. Perfect. And, uh, you know, that, again, I think that's a, that's a definitely an amazing segue, right? Especially when we talk about the topic of health, right? And so, so I think I have to ask just a basic question, right? And this is, and again, it, it almost sounds silly, but I understanding that just, you know, I'm a physician, right? So it, it may come second nature, but to someone else who is really trying to turn that corner and, you know, whatever that health goal is, right? Trying to a- obtain that. Why is being healthy really so important? Like, why is that such a big thing for us? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I agree. Some people may say it's simple or silly, but it's not because we have to start at the beginning. And you and I, we're both our primary care docs. So we tend to think like, let's get to the basics. And we know that we don't, not everyone focuses on health. The word health is a lot more than not being sick. And sometimes when people say or hear the word health, what they really are thinking, at least for adults. Remember, my background's in pediatrics. And so that is, I translate a lot of those sensibilities into adults now. A lot of people say healthy and what they really mean is not sick. The word health literally means whole. W-H-O-L-E. That's the root of the word. So I guess way back whenever we created the English language and someone chose the word, what they were describing was someone who was whole. W-H-O-L-E. They were functioning at their best in their entirety. That's what being healthy literally means. And that's why it's really important because you can not be sick, but still not be functioning well, not feeling well physically, mentally, or emotionally. And I think that's, that's extremely important, especially when, when you touch on the different aspects of it, right? Because I, I love that you did that because I think a lot of times the, the, the common knowledge is for, especially from a physician, to really maybe focus on one aspect, right? Maybe just from a physical standpoint, you look healthy, but maybe we're not going to address the, those other aspects of it, right? Like, and, and is, 
how important do you feel making sure that not only the physical, the emotional, the mental, the well, like all of that plays a factor in making sure we are, you know, completely healthy, which is obviously the whole. That it's crucial. The way I describe it to adults is, you know, in pediatrics, or if you were dealing with a child, whether it's your child or a family member or someone in the community, intuitively, we know this, you know, so we wouldn't look at a child who is physically doing well and thriving, but they had behavior problems or they were depressed, you know, they were acting up and acting out, we wouldn't say that child was well or healthy. We know that there was more to deal with it. If they were homeless, if they had social issues, like we would know that something needed to be addressed. But for some reason, and I don't know what the age is, so to speak, somewhere expectations get lowered for adults. (laughs) (laughs) People just say, well, you know what, I'm not overweight and I don't have any scary diagnoses. And they ignore everything else. And not even ignore, it doesn't hit their radar. I'm still somewhat amazed when I have these discussions with people and I walk them through. Being healthy is really functioning at your best in mind, body, spirit, and in life. And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So it's the essence of well-being. That's another, that's one of the reasons that you will see that I I still talk about health, but my understanding, the way I use, I use health, wellness, and well-being interchangeably because they all are trying to describe the same thing. Unfortunately, the way we tend to be in our society, people like to try to streamline it. So people first started using the word wellness because folks stopped using health to mean the, like, in its entirety. Entirety. So people start saying, well, I'm going to talk about wellness then. So people understand I mean functioning at your best in every way. And then people start to use the word wellness to mean like nutrition uh, and, may- and maybe fitness, which again, is part of wellness, but they mm-hmm. kind of find it just, again, they got away from the sense of it means functioning in your best in every aspect. So th- now you'll see that a lot of people are talking about well-being and I'm hoping we stick it to it at well-being. You know what I mean? Like we get it that people stop trying to streamline away this kind concept of functioning at your best in its entirety. Because like I said, we know what we want it for our children. I don't know why, for some reason, for adults, people stop wanting it for themselves or for each other. Oh, that's a, oh, very, oh, okay. All right. I, I love, I love that point. Question, right? And uh, of course, I asked this as an internist who takes care of the 18 and up, right? How would you rate really our ability, right, to even teach that message to others as far as just being overall healthy in the whole fear of it? You know, that depends on a lot of different facts. I think it depends on your specialty. I think it depends on your, you know, so whether it's pediatrics, whether it's med peds, whether, you know, where, where, whether it's family medicine, whether it's internal medicine and you train thinking, well, I'm going to be a subspecialist or you did internal medicine thinking you're going to, you know, go into geriatrics. So I think it really depends on how you were trained, what you were trained in, and then your, your general, what you bring to your job, which is like any other specialty, like any other profession, it's what you bring to it. I would say in general, and it might be a little biased, but also can be correct. I think in general, pediatricians are the best trained because, <laughs> and I, I laugh, but it's true, but it is part of um, how we are trained, especially for general peds and community pediatrics, which is how I was trained. So we are truly trained in the biopsychosocial model, like to really take a good history to make sure that we're assessing developmental I mean, if you think about it, part of the pediatric paradigm is medical home. That's become part of the adult medicine paradigm, but it literally was started in pediatrics in the 60s. The idea that your doctor is your team leader and we're going to make sure that we're keeping touch of 
um, keeping track of everything that you need in order to be healthy. So, but, but there's, like you said, a lot of family medicine people, a lot of internists who do take care of adolescents and young adults, they are, they tend to be focused in, into more that wellness and preventive aspect. I'm hoping that as society is understanding the importance of prevention, that more doctors will get better and have time, because that's the other piece. You can be trained, because we actually, we all are trained, let's be honest, we all are trained in this. Then you get the specifics and the logistics of your job, where depending on where you're employed and how, who's in charge of your schedule, you don't have time to practice good medicine. I mean, we know it. We have got plenty mm-hmm. of people who are phenomenal at what they do, and people don't give get enough time to take care of their patients. And I used to, when I, I, I retired my clinical practice, right, and that was one of the reasons. It was very challenging to practice what I knew was best for my patients. And I used to talk to the administrators and the scheduling people and say a little tongue-in-cheek, but seriously, you know, patients don't know they're only supposed to have a 10-minute problem. You know, <laughs> patients are going to come in with the <laughs> you know, so whether you schedule me for five minutes, 10 minutes, or the 30 minutes that I need to adequately address this issue, that's how much time it takes to, <laughs> to take care of the patient. I, I love it. And that's very definitely an interesting point that I didn't even know about as far as the, the medical centered home starting with children, which makes sense. But and you're right, like in the primary care setting, that's definitely been this new model that's come around where they really are trying to capture a patient's health care, even when they leave the office, which sounds like why weren't you doing it before? But like, that's definitely the movement that's happening. Absolutely. And it's what we need. It's a win win for everyone patients need that especially when we're not feeling well you know the you know with the, when you're not feeling well or you have a family member who's not feeling well that you don't have enough as much energy to coordinate and organize everything you don't even know what you're supposed to do most of the time i mean you and i we're fortunate we're physicians we have friends who are physicians yeah so we have a basic understanding of what's supposed to happen but again, you know, you're not a pediatrician. I'm not an internist. So if, you know, I'm dealing with an adult medicine cardiac issue, I still maybe don't know all the things that are supposed to happen and what all the balls that need to be juggled, so to speak. That's where your family home, your medical home comes in. And most doctors who care about their patients, which is most of us, especially in primary care, you know, we Shout out to primary care. Shout out to primary care. By the way, to all the listeners out there, it's really important for you to have a primary care doctor. And I say this because you and I know a lot of people don't, especially people who tend to have more medical issues. Let's say it's a cardiac issue or it's a renal issue, a kidney issue, issue for the listeners. They don't see that specialist a lot and they'll keep going there. Even women who are healthy, they'll tend to go to their gynecologist and say, I have a doctor, it's a gynecologist. Shout out to all the gynecologists. We love you. They'll be the first to tell you that they're not primary care doctors. Their focus is on women's reproductive health. And so you need, and I rarely use the word need, but in this case, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to say it's highly, highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. Dr. Donna has stamped it here on the Lunch Learn community. Go ahead. Highly recommended. <laughs> 
your medical and your self-care team, you have someone who is your primary care doctor who's not a specialist. So for adults, that would be an internist or an internal medicine doctor or someone who is family medicine doctor. And for children, that is a pediatrician. Now, there are also family medicine doctors who, who do take care of children. So it would be a pediatrician or a family medicine doctor who takes care of infants, children, and adolescents. I got a little off track, but this is all important. <laughs> all, all important. No, no, that's okay. That's the Lunch Learn community is here to learn and listen. So they, they're going to take everything we give them. There you go. <laughs> Now, question, and when we talk about being healthy, right, and at the time of recording this, I'm in an issue where I'm struggling with, quote unquote, being healthy. Actually, uh, for those who those who follow me on Instagram, you know that I suffered an injury chasing after my son. Right. And now I am in the rehab process of a surgery uh, that I recently had got done. And I see the mental changes that have happened just based off that. When we talk about just some of the struggles that are associated with just being healthy, right? What are some issues that, that you, you've kind of run across that you've seen in some of your patients on a time and time basis that said like, wow, it seems like everybody seems to be dealing with these same related issues. Oh, that's a lot. You know, I would, I'm going to go to a, a core, something you touched on. Mindset is a really big piece. That's a kind of a trendy word right now. The way I teach it, we talk about mental, the mental arena, which is your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations. So that mindset piece is a really important big one. And that can shift if you're having a physical health challenge and the mind and body are in constant communication, right? So you might actually be feeling good and tend to be more positive and with your expectations about life and your health. And then you end up with a physical health challenge and then your mind starts to awfulize, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm never going to recover. Or you just don't feel as good. Uh, so that's one of the common, common themes for people who are dealing with any type of, of health issue. It's that mindset piece and the, really the, the expectation that they're going to be healthy, especially as they get older. And notice I didn't say old, it's older. So I've seen people in their 20s who start getting into this belief, you know, that they're old and they're starting to fall apart. And anything, anytime something goes wrong, it's like, oh, I'm getting older. And I look at it, I was like, on so many levels, we have to stop that. <laughs> you know, at first, because sometimes you're like half my age. But, <laughs> but also, there is a big connection between our expectations and our biology of belief, which we can have a separate discussion about that. But a lot of times we start to focus on the negative and we, so we look for the negative instead of focusing on the expectation of being healthy healthy or recovering or getting getting better. So those are some of the common pieces that I see. Again, it's that focus on illness instead of wellness and what we can do to feel better, to get better. So whether instead of focusing on, um, okay, so how can I recover quickly so I can get back and do whatever? People are wondering, well, how long am I going to sit? How long is this going to hurt? How, you know, so it's, 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 it's focusing on the negative instead of the positive expectancy. Does that well, make sense? No, no, it makes total sense. And I, I love it because we had a recent guest, Dr. Brad on here, who kind of talked about how a lot of times we focus on the failure aspect instead of focusing on the goal and the win. So that makes 
complete sense, right? If we get sick and all they're doing, we're focusing on the sickness aspect of it and not the aspect of getting better, then it's going to take a long time to get better. I decided that that makes total sense. And our brain, and, and for people who are listening, I don't want you to beat up on yourself that this is uh, this is your tendency. We're wired this from uh, like a neuro- neurologic perspective. We have what's called a negativity bias. And there's a lot of reasons for that. The very short version, it, it helps us survive. You know, so if you are walking out in the street and I'm, I'm making it up, you run into a bear. I live in the Poconos, so this actually could happen. You want to remember every aspect of what, you know, put you in danger so that you don't do that. So that's our mind is wired to focus on these things. And so it does take some energy and effort to shift, to start to focus on the positive. But it's a, it's a payoff because you might be improving and not even notice it. A good example is pain. When I was practicing and, 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 and kids were a little bit different Fortunately, I didn't have any too many children who had chronic pain, um, but I did have some older adolescents who had some some chronic illness. We would teach them to focus. If we gave them some pain medication, we would instead of saying, "Well, how much does it hurt beforehand, and how much does it hurt now?" We would ask them to focus on the pain relief because it made them start to say, "Focus, oh, this is better." Because if not, people are still focusing on how much it hurts instead of is it feeling better how much is it feeling better now and you train yourself to focus on feeling better getting better you know so for in your case if for someone who's having a mobility issue if you hurt hurt on your leg or your foot instead of focusing i still can't fill in the like i still can't walk without a limp i still can't go up a flight of stairs it's like oh you know what i walked across the room today before before it started hurting and these shifts start to help us focus on being better and being healthier and looking for, because our energy goes where our attention flows. So we see and we attract what it is we focus on. So let's focus on what we want instead of what we don't. Oh, I love that. I love it. Dr. Donna, you've talked about uh, key arenas really affecting our health. What, What would you say they are? Like some of the key arenas really affecting our everyday health, you know, whether you're an adult, and I know you deal with children, but working with adults now. Yeah, so, the, so whether you're an adult or a child, the, the, the key arenas are the same. There are five. And I don't get caught up on the number, because depending on who you listen to, they'll define them in different ways and they'll give them different names. But the concept is that we are talking about every aspect of affecting your health and well-being. So for this conversation, and I teach the people I work with five arenas. The first is the physical. So that's what you would think. It's the body. It's what you put in your body, on your body, and anything that's affect, anything that's tangible. Those are all aspects of the physical arena in your, in your life in, regarding your health. There's the mental arena, which we touched on earlier. Those are your thoughts and your beliefs, your inner voice. So you can see that for a lot of people, they may look good physically and their, their mental arena is off. And we're not talking about mentally ill. We're talking about people who are chronically critical of themselves and others beating up on themselves. They awful lies. You know, if you say it can be done, they're the first to tell you 500 reasons why there's no way and why they're definitely going to die. You know, like that. so that would not be a healthy mental arena. The next is the emotional arena. Those are your feelings, which is different than the mental arena. That's, that's a very important distinction too. The mental arena is about thoughts. Your thoughts and beliefs are not the same as your feelings. And 
many, many people don't like to play in the realm of feelings. So that's emotions, happy, sad, fear. So that's the emotional area. And you can see why many people like to avoid that because some of those feelings are uncomfortable. But, but that's an important part of being healthy addressing your emotional arena. The next is the social arena. And this is a big one. And many people overlook it. Your social arena is what gives life variety and spice. So those are your habits, your hobbies, your money, your relationship, your job. So they're all, so in medicine, for any physicians who are listening, we talk about the biopsychosocial. When we take a social history, for uh, the listeners who aren't in medicine, that's why when you go to your primary care doctor, especially for a first visit, they'll ask you, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Are you married? Are you single? It's not just being nice and establishing a relationship, though that's, that's important too. This gives us a picture of all the aspects affecting your life because your job, your money, your, your habits, whether you, whether you smoke, whether you text and drive, like all of these affect your overall health and well-being, your sleeping habits, all of these come under the social aspect of, of the social arena. And the last arena is the spiritual arena. And that's not religion, but a religion does fall under this. The spiritual arena is around um, your purpose, your mission, what gives your life meaning, and how you make sense of things. That's also very, very important. Not only from quality of life, because you can have everything looking good in those other boxes. So you're physically healthy, mentally, emotionally, you got a job that you love and a healthy relationship with money, and you're still feeling like your life has no meaning purpose. And so remember, we said being healthy is functioning at your best in every aspect. If you're walking around feeling like your life has no meaning or purpose, you're not really living your, your best life. You're not functioning at your best. So that's why that spiritual arena is really important. It also becomes very important if you end up getting physically ill. Because if you if your unconscious or unspoken belief is meh, doesn't really matter. And your doctor is saying, come on, you've got to get your blood pressure under control. I don't know what's going on. If you don't get this under control, you're going to have a stroke. You could die. And if you're, if you're really kind of like, mm, oh, well, and you're not depressed. I'm making a distinction between people who are depressed, but people who are really kind of having this existential, oh, well, if I live, live, and I don't, that's fine. You're not going to be motivated to <laughs> take steps mm -hmm. better. So that's, so all the arenas are connected. And so when I, with my coaching clients, many times I will tell people, if you're stuck trying to make progress in one area, you would benefit from starting with another arena. So for a health thing, if you have tried six ways from Sunday to lose weight and it's not working, many times we find success when we start in another arena and start addressing that arena first. Oh, I love it. And lunch and learning community, I tell you sometimes, every time, every, I think I say this every week now, every week I selfishly learn just as much from the guests uh, as you guys may be learning as you're listening to this right now. So I'm definitely intrigued. And if, again, if you, if you remember, we do show notes, so you don't have to like write anything down. You'll really get a chance to kind of have everything kind of written in a nice little PDF format so you can get those five key arenas. And I think Dr. Donna touched on it very well that you could be doing great in three of them, 
right? But those other two could be the reason why you can't lose weight. The other two could be the reason why your blood pressure isn't going down, the reason why, you know, you're not having good communication in your relationship. So so I, I definitely love the fact that, you know, they really are together. And again, we're not trying to prioritize one or the other. We're just trying to say, yeah, you got five that really can affect it one weight. So I, I, thank you, Dr. Donna, for that aspect. Yeah, they're, they're all related. And like I tell people, because, because we do workplace well-being, I see that a lot. So here's a, another way that's common. When you ask, what are some things that we see are common? Very, very common. So people will be stressed at their job for fill in the blank reason, not enough money, too much demand, you know, bully boss. They're stressed out at work. They go home, they can't turn it off or they're still stressed out. So one, it might end up affecting their relationship. They're arguing with their significant other or they're kind of snippy with their kids or they're feeling guilty because they're not spending time with their kids. If that doesn't happen, then they're wondering why maybe they can't sleep well. They just, they're having sleep problems because the stress from work, and I'm not saying this is always the case, but here's a common scenario. So the stress from work is disturbing their sleep, and then they're wondering why they're gaining weight because sleep disturbances can affect your, your, your weight. Or they're wondering why they're having trouble controlling their blood sugar because if you're not getting enough sleep, that can be a factor. So this is, this is a scenario where sometimes the key to affecting change is dealing with work stress. It might mean getting another job. It might mean having a fierce conversation with your manager. But the issue might not be getting more disciplined and not, you know, in, in what you're eating. It may be in this case, we've got to do something about that stressful job because that's the one that is wrecking havoc on your physical well-being. Oh, I love it. And and I think, and especially, and I think this segues perfectly to kind of our next point, because right? obviously someone's not going to be able to Google how to get healthier, right? For, for it, Because it's different for everybody. What do you think about the importance of having really individualized plans and goals for each individual person on in their pursuit to become healthier? I'm a huge fan, so much so that I wrote a book entitled Wellness Your Way. <laughs> it's literally about making it your way because one size doesn't fit all when it comes to health. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't common themes and patterns. I mean, that is the case. But um, depending on um, what your underlying issue is, depending on your age, where you live, like, there's so many different variables that you may have to have a customized plan. You will get better benefits if you have a customized approach to it. And what, what worked for your friend may not work for you. I mean, we tell patients that all the time, if nothing else, with prescription meds, right? I mean, we have many times, well, my aunt had so-and-so and she had this, so I'm going to take that same med. And we like, don't do that. that. That's an extreme example, but it happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's things. The other piece that's very important, what worked for you 10 years ago, five years ago, might not work for you now. So it's not just customized from person to person. It's customized for point of life for you. You know, you may have had a health issue, a a new diagnosis. You may have had a baby. You may... I mean, there's so many different variables that's going on. You may have a different job now, so, you know, you can't take certain medications because they'll make you sleepy and you can't do that. There are just so many different variables. That's why it's so important to have a customized approach for you now. And the best way to do that, again, going full circle, that's why having that primary care doctor who you know and trust and who knows you 
That's why it's so important because they can help customize what you need now. I love it, man. And of course, they can pick up your book. The book was what called again? I'm sorry. Wellness Your Way. Wellness Your Way. And remember, Lunch and Learn listeners, the link will be in the show notes as well, too. So uh, you can pick that up and we'll make sure we support Dr. Donna, especially helping and enlighten this community. Again, I'm enlightened. Like I said, I'm, I've got the five keys like ready to make sure like I'm maximizing my approaches in every single one of them. So again, I definitely appreciate that aspect of the, the education today. Before we let you go, because I, I, I know your time is busy, but a couple, couple of things I, w- I want to talk about because and we talk about mindset being a very uh, buzzwordy type terminology these days, right? But what do you think about health, being healthy and self-care? Like, is, is, that, is that one and the same? What, what do you think the relationship is with, with those two? I'm a big fan of distinctions in words. And so health and self-care are different, though they are interconnected. Self-care is what it sounds like. It's the way you take care of yourself. For the, uh, and it's part of how you become healthy, or how you maintain your health, or how you become healthy. And so self-care helps you achieve your health goals. Likewise, if you're healthy or not, your, your degree of health and well-being, that can affect your ability to take care of yourself. Like on a, on a very basic level, if you are feeling so ill physically and worn down that you can't get out of bed, it's more challenging to take care of yourself. You're either not feeling well, mentally not up to it, or physically you can't get up and go take a walk, right? So that's the one. So they, they are different, but, but they are intimately related. And, and do you find any common you know, misconceptions or issues that kind of prevent people from making sure that their self-care is where it needs to be? Oh, absolutely. The biggest uh, misconception is that self-care is a luxury and it involves luxury items. Now, I love a mani in in spa day as much as the next person. I'd love it. But there's more to self-care than massages and manis and even meditation. Those are some of the common things. People say, I got to take care of myself. I need a spa day. I need to take care of myself. I have to learn how to meditate. These are all examples of self, but self-care is, it's broader than that. And we have to encourage people to look at self-care in different categories. Self-care, it doesn't have to be this separate thing that you make time for. You can have small spurts of self-care that are quick and easy. You can have longer spurts of self-care, like a nice vacation, but you can also have self-care that you do in the moment at work. And also self-care isn't always the juicy fun stuff. Self-care is going in for your annual exam. Self-care is making sure you get your cholesterol level under control, right? You know, self-care is going to the dentist and having your eyes checked. Those are acts of self-care too. Self-care can be having a plan to manage stress at work. It can be making sure once an hour you get up and you walk around if you have a desk job. You know, so there's lots of different ways that we can create self-care that are not these luxury things that you have to add to your schedule. Ooh, I love it. And first of all, Lunch and Learning Community, you know I love Dr. Donna because she has told y'all to get y'all regular annual visit like three times today. And I'm loving every single time she says it because I am 100% here for it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We have to start with the, the basics. And we and I'm Dr. Barry knows I'm a big fan of acknowledging and, and being real. I'm not saying that it's easy or necessarily pleasant to do. That does not change that it's important to do it. So it's important for that's why you listen to this podcast. Actually, listening to this podcast can count as self-care depending on 
your intention and the spirit with which you listen to it. And I'm sure most of you are listening to it with the intention of learning information about your health. That is, that's taking care of your mental arena. You're filling in your mind with healthy beliefs, accurate information from trusted, valued uh, physicians and healthcare providers. Because Dr. Barry's going to, he's not just going to bring you as anyone. He's going to bring people who know what they're talking about. So that's self-care. Because it can be confusing these days to have good, reliable, trustworthy health information. You know, Dr. Google, we love it, but that isn't the best way to get reliable health information. And by not the best way, I would say don't do it. Unless you, unless it is taking you to a trusted website of a trusted physician who you know. So this counts as self-care, especially if you put the information that you learn into action. Take one step, like one step, and that is that counts as self-care. I love it. And before we let you go, the last question I always, you know, implore to my guests, how is what you're doing? How can what you do help empower others to take better control of their health? What we teach literally is around knowing what you need and then advocating and taking taking appropriate actions. That is a core of what we teach in my company, a core of my approach when I work with coaching clients. It's around giving people the information that they need and then inspiring them forward. That is, people say, don't tell your secret sauce, but I'm going to share that with them. That's part of my secret sauce. And Dr. Barry knows I'm big on inspiration and motivation. And that's not an a Pollyanna sort of way, you know, because doctors, we tell people what to do and we tell them how to do it, right? So think about a prescription, take two pills, that's what to do. Take it, you know, at bedtime with a little bit of food, that's how to do it. The art of medicine is inspiring people to do it. And that's a big piece of what we have to do. And that's why you'll find, and, and people who talk to me and who follow me will find that I focus on what to do, not instead of what not to do. We talked a lot about that. I will share a lot of inspiration and uplifting information because people need that now more than ever. It's easier to take action, take care of yourself when you feel like there's a purpose and you have, you know, so that is a big piece of it. So when you start to think about your five arenas, you start to think about, well, how am I doing in each of these areas? What's working? What needs some work? It feels so much more manageable for start. It feels more manageable than, oh my goodness, what's going wrong? What my doctor said, all these numbers are bad, blah, 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 blah. And I'm afraid I'm getting older and all that negative self-talk that can actually put you into, it can shut you down. Part of a stress response is the freeze response. So people talk about fight or flight, which a lot of your listeners may have heard of. There's a third part that people don't recognize, which is freeze response. It is a physiologic response. So if we get overwhelmed, we shut down because we think like our mind and our bodies are programmed so that it kind of, it feels like it's keeping us safe. It doesn't always, but so we keep people inspired and motivated with information and to know that they're doing what's best for them to understand how to get advocates and how to get good health care to support them because you don't need to be a doctor. That's the other thing I tell people. I mean, we want you to have a medical literacy. We want you to understand what you need, but we train a long time to learn all this information. You don't have to take on all that responsibility. And I say this to everyone who the recovering control freaks out there, raise your hand if you listen and tell the truth. I mean, we, you know, I'm raising my hand to, we like to have control because it makes us feel safe. 
but that's a lot of responsibility to put on yourself. It's also not realistic. So get someone who can help you take care of yourself. And that's that empowered piece. So you know how to talk to a doctor. You know questions to ask. You know how to advocate for yourself. But then also you can trust them to help you achieve your goals. And that, that, that's how this all comes together. So it makes it easier. You have to help your doctor help you. And that's how we, that's how we help you. We keep you uplifted and educated so you know what to do and what to ask for. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And Dr. Donna, thank you for definitely knocking out that, knocking that question out the park. Absolutely an amazing. And again, Lunchtime Community, Dr. Donna has been someone that we've been friends for going on three plus years now. And every time I see Dr. Donna, and again, this is not just fluff, like she is really inspiring. She is really being positive. She's really making sure that you are in the right mindset to be able to move forward. So Donna, Donna, thank you for joining the Lunch Learner Podcast and really help educating us and getting us together. But before I let you go, right? Again, I keep saying that, but this is a time frame that I like to show off my guests. I'm very fortunate enough to know some amazing people doing some absolutely amazing things. Dr. Donna hinted at it a little bit uh, when she talked about her book, Wellness Your Way. But Dr. Donna, I, I want you to just kind of take the floor, let people know like, you know, what you're doing, what you got for them, books, course, whatever that is, please let them know now. Cause I don't, cause I, I want, sometimes I don't know if they realize, the listening community realizes like, no, like this is actually like a big dog right here talking to y'all. And so I want, that's why I always give the opportunities like, you know, just let these folks know like who you are. <laughs> so, so they can, and they say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Dr. Donnie Planner. Thank you, Dr. Barry. Yeah, so as we talked about in the beginning, for those of you who skipped right in, I am a four-time best-selling author. I'm an international speaker. I have been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, NPR, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my information is out there and not that we need to have it validated by others, but I'm doing something that other people find valuable. Uh, so as Dr. Barry mentioned, you can get my book, Wellness Your Way. He's going to have a link to the site where you can go to to get an autographed copy for me. And it's on um, on Amazon. We are in the process of shifting over some logistics. So if you run there and it's, the listing is not right there right now, don't worry. It's getting up there. What apart Through our company, um, Manifest Excellence, as we mentioned, we do worksite well-being consulting. One of the pieces that we're very, very excited about is we're rolling out new trainings and courses for managers and CEOs around trauma-informed leadership. We're really excited about this. Well, people may not realize it, but about two-thirds of every adult has survived at least one childhood trauma or what we call in pediatrics adverse childhood event. And then if you add, when they get to be adults, you add so-called regular traumas like car accidents and having surgery or surviving a fire. That's a lot of the workforce that is walking around having survived a trauma. And so a certain subset of that may have post-traumatic stress or they're just, they interface a little differently. And we are teaching employers how to have a trauma-informed workplace. So we can talk about that a separate podcast. We're teaching people how to be trauma-informed with each other so that we all have workplaces that help help us get our job done instead of causing us to shut down and be more stressed and less healthy. So we're really very excited about that. I also have a gift I want to make sure that your listeners have. If they go to manifestexcellence.com forward slash choose you, we have a checklist. This is not about trauma-informed. I should have mentioned this earlier. This is for what we're talking about today. It's a self-care checklist. There's so much out there around how to be healthy. Even after listening to all this information, you still say, but where do I start? So we put together a nice, short, sweet document that goes over some of the key healthy habits that'll give you the most bang for your buck. So whether you're, you know, 
there's certain habits that whether you're trying to be healthy, um, address diabetes or weight control or whatever it is, there's certain habits that will give you health benefits across all the different arenas. So we have that list and it's combined with a nice checklist so you can write your notes down and you know what to talk to your doctor about. You know, Dr. Dr. Barry said, I'm really big on that. And a lot of times we have all these wonderful ideas and then we go to the doctor's office and the patient doesn't remember anything they want to talk about. Like not one thing. And so we have it all in one document. We've got prompting questions. It's like, it's what some of my health goals are blank. I want to talk to my doctor about blank. Doctor can help me with, you know, so please do that for yourself. Again, we want you to be empowered, but we don't want you to be burdened. So we are giving you the tools so that you can help your doctor help you. I love it. Absolutely. Oh, okay. We see again, that's, that's, that's why I love to have amazing guests who bring us stuff, right? So that, I mean, so we're, so we're going to actually leave with stuff to be able to kind of get onto the next level because Dr. Donna said it correctly. We can tell you all we need to tell you, but you still have to take that action, right? So I want you to make sure you download this checklist to take action, get healthy, get to your doctor, get that wellness uh, appointment done and over with, right? So you don't have to have Dr. Donna come after you because you have not done it yet. <laughs> and if I did come after, it would be to encourage and love you for it. That sounds healthy and fl- like fluffy and all that, but I always do it. To, I tell people, most people do a good enough job beating up on themselves. They don't need me or their doctor beating up on them. So we're going to come behind you and encourage you for it and say, what's going on? If I did imitations better, I'd imitate um, a nice, loving, caring grandmother voice <laughs> or something like that to help inspire people forward because we all most of us know especially if you're listening to this podcast you are learning what it is to do so we just have to help you get out of overwhelm so that you can do it and that's part of my expertise helping people move from stuck to unstoppable i love it and what's your website again so people know where they can find you manifestexcellence.com and that's where we'll have all the workplace well-being information there's lots of blog posts you can go and we have I want to say about seven years worth of blog articles about self-care, how to be healthy at work, there's safety. There's a lot of information there. If you are a CEO or a manager and you want to bring us in to help with your, to do lunch and learns at your office or to do checkups for your employee well-being program, you can contact us there. Or if you are an employee who wants simply some information about how to be healthy, you can contact us through there and they'll get the information to us. And for the guests, for the gift, it's manifestexcellence.com forward slash choose you. That's C-H-O-O-S-E-Y-O-U. I love it. Dr. Donna, again, I, I can't thank you enough for not only such an amazing discussion today on health, but really uh, accumulating an amazing month of podcasts that really focus on, we're not just talking about blood pressure. We don't, trust me, I got plenty of podcasts to talk about that, right? But like, we want to make sure that we're hitting home the fact that you're like, no, your mindset got to get right. If you want to get healthy, you know, we're, we're, 
half, you know, we're, we're already on the other side of halfway towards 2019, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. So you can start today if you didn't start the first six months. And Dr. Donna, you've been such an amazing job. And definitely thank you again for joining the Lunch Learning community, educating us, getting us uh, together. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm, even though I thought I was a little bit healthy, I'm going to make sure I take myself to the next level. That's right. We need to aim high. Being healthy is functioning at your best in mind, body, spirit, and life. Aim high. Thank you, Dr. Donna. Thanks, Dr. Barry. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already subscribed, make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is. And if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes, always head over to lunchlearnpod.com. That is lunch learn pod all in one word.com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye